Zara Ali. And I'm Carlisle Forrester. Welcome. Welcome to our show. Yeah. Two, Two girls, girls, one guy. Let's do it. It doesn't here work. With Ben Glebe, everyone. Ben Glebe, yay! Ben Glebe is joining us. We are in the bowels of the comedy store right Can now. Can you stop calling it bowels it's, and rectum? You say that just, every episode. It's literally where we are, geographically speaking. Why is my chair wet? Mike Schmidt, why is this oh. chair wet? Because Ben Glebe's your guest. You Who know was using this? Ben Glebe is you know what? correct. Zara, can you wait to start hitting on the guests? I am like, not That's going to come later. No, Jeez. Ben Is there any chance I can turn down the volume level on these headphones? Because yeah, we're <laughs> all I coming can. in real oh, thank hot. You. Thank you, Mike Schmidt. I, I feel like the opposite of a rapper right now. Wait, can hold I turn on. the volume down a little bit? <laughs> I can't. Let's get the volume down. I can't hear myself, though, so I, I don't need know. my headphones up as well. Oh, it's all. are they all interconnected? Yo, yo, turn my headphones up. Yeah, I can hear you. Pass the blunt around. I, I wouldn't can't mind hear that, myself. Actually. Am I on the broken one again? I got you later. Oh, that's very Uh-oh. sweet of you. That's of your... course, I'm kidding. I don't do drugs. Where'd the podcast started? <laughs> are we on, are this we on is, air right we now? Ju- This is how we start. Is that we camera not filming? The camera's not filming? I love how we wear headphones for podcasts when you're sitting so close to somebody, you could hear them without them. It makes yeah, me I sound... it's also to hear yourself. Yeah, it makes your voice more nuanced. I do agree. I think I can... It's I just good. If you like the sound of your own voice, which we know you do, oh, Ben, then... Nothing I like more. The only way that I can get up in the morning is hearing myself talk you're your own alarm mm-hmm. i say get okay, up i can hear more get feedback. up ben. do you guys hear the feedback oh the hiss no, is going down good. okay this works it's good. good so do you think you are a workaholic so the podcast has begun the, yes it's sure. begun so my qu- your question is am i workaholic yes uh i don't think so i i think i need to work much harder and i think my work ethic is lacking Really? People are surprised when I say that. So maybe I'm, I have unreasonable expectations for myself, but I feel like I could be doing a lot more and my work ethic is not great. I, I don't follow you personally on a day-to-day basis, but I would say from afar, it seems you're perceived as a very hard worker. That's I nice mean, to hear. You're, you're portraying a hard worker. So that's something, whether or not you feel it. Am I portraying I mean, it? you are. Maybe but that's what? how I'm coming off. I don't know if I'm portraying it. Ben Glebe, why do you feel like you're not working as hard as you could be? What's what's missing? Because... Or what do you feel like you can be doing that you're not? Well, I work very hard when I'm on a deadline or working on a particular project, but mm-hmm. when I'm left to my own devices, I believe I am lazy as fuck. And so... That's the whole thing of like, if you have a bunch of things to do in one day... You'll get them done. Yeah, but when exactly. you have the whole free space of a yeah. day, you get nothing done. Then you just throw in unnecessary things that you shouldn't be spending your time on. And I didn't say porn. You said it. I didn't say that. <laughs> no, you throw in other stuff. Or that's, coming that's by the Two chunk. Girls, One Guy podcast. Right. This is an example. <laughs> I have to do my podcast tonight, last week on Earth, subscribe. And I need to pack for this trip. I'm going to Tulum, Mexico in the morning. Are you doing stand-up in Tulum? I'm not. I'm giving a talk on mastering public speaking for some reason. Wow. Wow. Well, for those of our listeners who don't know who the fabulous Ben Glebe is, you are the host of a very popular game show. Mm -hmm. And do you think because of that, people think you are an authority on public speaking? Well, I think they think that because I am an authority on public you speaking because I'm pretty damn good at it. <laughs> but uh, my game show is no longer on the air. So Yeah, what happened? So, I was looking for it. Yeah, it's done at the moment. I mean, probably for good. Uh, who knows? A lot of reboots. I mean, maybe if I wait 20 years, I'll bring it back. Uh, it's just, it ran its course. The whole network kind of shifted their focus from trying to make programming that competes with the major networks to 
trying to just please their core audience, I think, again, which is people that love traditional old game shows since they're putting more of those on the air and a different style of show. And I still love GSN. I'm still part of the family. I mm-hmm. plan to work with them again. Um, but at the moment, they just uh, wanted to not renew season five. So we put 210 episodes in the can. That's a lot of seasons. It's not a little bit. It's a decent amount. Yeah. And then uh, I'm, I'm moving on another project that I'm very poorly working on and not putting time into. Did you ever think whenever you were a kid that you would host a game show? Was that a dream never, of yours never, at all? Never was a dream. I didn't want to be a game show host. It was very antithetical to what I thought I wanted in my life. I thought game show hosts were cheesy. I feel like Blues Traveler's lyric, or no, is it Blues Traveler? No, it's it's a Sting lyric that goes, they all seem like game show hosts to me. I felt like that was such an yeah, insult yeah. that I didn't want to be one of those. And, you know, it started, they started to get funnier people in game shows. And I think I hopefully did a little bit of making that trend start more as well. When I started hosting the show, I only took the show under the idea that I would host it my way. I would not ever be a cheesy game show host on it ever. Mm-hmm. I would never deliver a line the way they wanted me to. I refused mm-hmm. to ever do that. They had a coach they brought for the beginning of the first season that would literally be behind the camera and he'd be like, smile, smile. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like uh-huh, and no. <laughs> so I intentionally smiled much less because of that. And I like would really smile. I The game show host that I used as inspiration, if any, was the um, old, angry, bitter British lady from The Weakest Link. I wanted oh, people to yeah. have to come up to my gauntlet and earn my respect. And if so, maybe they'd occasionally get me to laugh at something. But generally, I was a dick to the contestants because I thought it's funnier to watch that. It added a whole comedic spin to it. But did you feel special knowing that you were part of this elite group of comedians that became game show yeah. hosts? Like, well, you joined Mark Summers and Steve oh, Harvey. Chuck Hell Woolery. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. For sure. <laughs> Chuck Woolery, I'm not the biggest fan of anymore, but the rest I've of them. I've got a great Chuck Woolery story. Oh, you do? Yes. Oh, I'd like to hear that in three seconds. But, <laughs> but yes, very much. Mark Summers and I actually a bit, were direct messaging. We were planning to meet up for lunch. He also almost killed me once. It's a separate story. But Whoa. Okay. Um, he was I'm, partly responsible for me almost dying. And uh, <laughs> but we were going to get lunch, and we didn't. And so, Because yeah. he almost killed you? No, I, was, I, I, I forgave him for it. But yeah, and then obviously now all these huge stars are becoming game show hosts, probably mm-hmm. because I made it look real cool. Okay, yeah, so now that you've name-dropped, can I tell my... Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Now that I've name-dropped who? Mark Summers? <laughs> all due respect to Mark. Not the greatest of name-drops. Shout out, I Mark. Mark, we'd love to get you in here and talk Mark's some devil man. there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I met Chuck Woolery because I was on a beloved game show called Lingo. Uh-huh. Shout out to spell. all the Lingo fans. Because what? Because she can spell. I can spell. Well, well One of her many skills. Very That's well. Really impressive, Carla. Very well, apparently. And yeah, we we actually had to cut because my friend and I that I was on the show with, like we were trying to keep it interesting. And so, because they said they're not going to air this. If it's not interesting. And you don't get paid if you win if it's not interesting. So we were really trying. And Chuck Woolery's the host. And literally, like, every time we would guess something, we'd be like, I'll take P, Chuck. And we just kept <laughs> saying his name over and over. And they, like, stopped uh, recording. And they were like, uh, Chuck would like for you not to address him anymore and just say it and spell it. <laughs> and we were like, all right. <laughs> and did you stop? We had to stop. He was pissed off. Well, he's an angry man. He's an angry dude. I literally, I think I tweeted at him twice in the last three weeks saying, when did you become so terrible of a person? Why is he so angry? He's just become this like very, not only angry conservative, seemingly almost alt-right. I mean, he's just like posting all of every conspiracy theory. He runs something called like the Blunt Force Truth Network or something. And he's like every horrible thing, every like, maybe the Parkland students are assholes. Oh my goodness. He's become 
horrible. Oh my god! I loved him Willary. growing up, two and two. You know, I saw him one time at Rite Aid. He's getting ice cream, and I said hi, and I was excited to meet them. And as a young boy, well, so, I hope you did not address him by name because no, he is not into that. Anybody could realize <laughs> that watching him, him like his own name. Who wants to be called Chuck? You know, if that's your name, don't go by it often as possible. Just say it and spell it. Say that's it and what, spell that's it. That's what the producers. The meaning. It's like what they told LeBron: shut up and dribble. They told you say it and spell it. You're here for a task, damn. But enough of your personalities. And stop high fiving. You're doing a lot of high fiving, huh? <laughs> a lot of. He didn't like that. A lot that? of high fiving. Chuck doesn't like people high fiving. The high fiving, I think they're okay with, but just personally, in hindsight, I, I'm a little goobed out by it. Watching it back, people right. still call me about this show, and they call my parents. Like people they that still I went see to you? high school with, they still air yes, it. Yes. They still air that episode. I mean, as How recently, how many times do you say Chuck on air? As in, the, none of those in the were edited version, none of them. And we still won, despite the fact that so many got like they didn't even air. What'd you win? Uh, five thousand dollars each or total. Total. So, so twenty five hundred dollars. Well, it was a down payment for it's my not car. Bad. Okay, take it back. It's not bad, actually. Our prize wasn't much better on any test, but... What was the prize? $10,000 was the top prize, but people would usually win less if they win, but we, we did give away a lot of... of you 10, have 000. to pay taxes on that. That's yeah. what they don't tell you on game shows. Mm -hmm. When you win, you have to pay taxes on yeah. that. So don't blow all of it because you'll have to give some of it back to That is Sam. true. That is true. It's a great time being able to give people money when they need it. It's nice, but then we had some contestants that were honest. What was the most touching thing that you saw? I'm sure you saw some people really break down whenever yeah. they got that money. That's a life-changing amount of money yeah. right there. So There was a couple that were going to adopt a kid if oh, they won, and they won the 10000 That was nice. Aww, that's sweet. Uh, there was one touching moment when um, there was a firefighter from 9-11 who was talking, and he was telling this beautiful story, and I couldn't believe this. I'll leave the producer nameless, but... In my ear during this emotional speech, the producer says in my ear, like, we're not going to use this, going to cut it out. And I'm like, oh can you shut up during the emotional 9-11 story, please? I like, couldn't even wow. hear what the guy was saying. All of a sudden, your left eye just starts blinking weirdly. <laughs> like, so do you feel like it, that part made you more cynical about game shows and that's why you didn't want to do it anymore? That one moment? That that moment, along with others, I'm sure, like no. there's fun stuff happening, and the producers producer were like, "All right, wrap it up, keep it moving." No, was no, that normally the they would never say that. I don't know why that moment happened. Normally, they would always just <laughs> let me do my thing completely, and uh, and they would just give me cues. They'd be like, "Move over a little bit to the left," or "Your lip is a little sweaty. Dry your lip," or like, "Make mm -hmm. sure you're in the camera." Or do this. I love game shows. I've become much more of a fan since. Like I watch Jeopardy a lot at home, but then I don't really watch them. But I've become much more of a fan now that I've done it because I just think it's a real, it's a real classic part of Americana in a way. It's about you know trying to show through your own skills and earning money really. And it's like, can you make it? Can you make it in this game? Can you make it in this country? It's maybe I'm overstating it, but <laughs> <laughs> if you can make it on this game show, you can make it anywhere. Just a microcosm of the American <laughs> dream, sort of. Right. That's definitely. I liked lofty. idiot I test. I, I like you. brain teasers like that, so I always enjoy. Thank it. you. I helped create all the brain teasers. I mean, we had did you really every every single test I worked on? We had an amazing crew of writers that mm -hmm. wrote the majority from scratch, but I wrote some from scratch, and then I worked on every single one. But did and you come on first as a writer or as a host? No, first as a host, and I was not. I was always working on the comedic scripts, mm -hmm. and then just as the host. I wasn't even a producer season one, but then. Season one, there were a few tests that I didn't like, and they wouldn't even show them to me until right before we would tape an episode. And I would find holes in a couple of them or ways that could easily have improved this test, and I'm going out there making fun of people and putting my reputation on the line for tests I didn't... I mean, most of them were great. The show mm -hmm. was a hit season one, but I just felt uncomfortable with some of them, and I said, if we're going to do a season two, I need to be involved. So I became a producer, and then I became co-executive producer of the show, head writer, and I just... 
made it to a point where like I wouldn't go on air unless unless I ap- approved of the final version of the test. So I would work in concert with our showrunner Craig Brooks and our other EP Aaron Solomon, and three of us would work very long hours, sometimes with the network as well, and just debating tests because all three of us had to sign off on tests mm-hmm. before we'd even send them to the network. And, and what wouldn't you like about it? There'd just be like I would just feel like there'd be there, it wasn't great. It wasn't a perfect puzzle. I'm like, I or think it was too easy, or too easy. I would all often fight to make them more difficult. Which right. they made good arguments that you want early rounds to be easy and people need a way into the game show. And I get that, but but when once once we were in later rounds, sometimes I'm like that's too ungettable. I think it's just un, an unfair thing we're asking. I think the phrasing's not quite right. I think the artwork kind of le- misleads you too much or doesn't mislead you enough. It's just right. every little detail. Right. And then they'd send it back to the artist and they'd send us revised test so we worked crazy hours on that show crazy and then i would also then go and work with jay chris newberg who's my dear friend he was the only other comedy writer on the show he and i would work on the scripts and then i would go out there and improvise how many do you actually were you actually filming a week five a day five a day episodes a day so we'd shoot 65 banging them out yeah we'd shoot 65 episodes season in three and a half weeks and i would have most of my year open just to do stand up and work on other shows and and to promote the episodes because that took some time you shot an entire season in three and a half weeks yeah, that's ideal episodes. it's like get it over with kind get of but there, i love being on set so it, to me it's not ideal i mean it's great yeah if i'd been able to get another show rolling during that time but you know, other than like occasional today show things i fly to new york and you know occasionally i would do that at midnight or whatever i um and then the rest of your free time you just time masturbate as you said earlier i so. never said that watch porn said i don't do that develop a porn addiction i don't know what you're talking about i said i don't <laughs> sure. I watch a lot of news too much news too and. much news will wear you down, mm-hmm. especially with the 24-hour news cycle we have right now. It's pretty bananas. And so it's how really do you a huge disservice how do you country. stay happy with everything that's going on? I'm just a happy person. I enjoy. Are life. you really? Yeah. I, 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 I feel like that's a. I drink that's... alcohol. I smoke some weed. <laughs> I enjoy life. I <laughs> take the news as much as I can gonna, with a grain of salt. Are you going to ask us to cut this out later? Because it's a real pain for old Z. No. What do you mean? He admitted to doing drugs on mic. That's great. I, yeah, I smoke weed. I, you just speak your truth, I wrote man. and acted in a web series on YouTube called Cynodopes so about the first movie theater uh... to sell weed. Yes. I'm not against weed. I'm a big fan of weed. But talk to us about Cynodope. Sure. So how did that come about? That was your idea? It was not. My Angeline Rose Troy acquired the rights to this web series about a movie theater, just about a movie theater being trying to start up after an inheritance or something. And then Brian Drolet from The Hills, my good buddy, who's put me in two of his movies in the past. Um, from The Hills, meaning he was a producer or was one in, of the no, characters? No, he was one of the characters on, on The Hills. He like dated Audrina or something. In, like, oh. And, uh, he, I tried to forget that show. <laughs> <laughs> I never even watched it. But he's actually a comedian at heart, and he makes these comedic movies. And so they hired him to come on and write this web series and he wanted to make it like a very over-the-top, old-school screwball comedy like I Love Lucy or like Three's Company, like real kind of slapstick comedy. Yeah. And then he asked me if I would want to come on board and be his co-lead in it. And I said, yes, if I can rewrite the thing with you. And we rewrote it together. So he rewrote it, and then I rewrote his rewriting. And so it kept his spirit of, well, we, we wrote it together because he had approved the changes as well. But... I made it to a place where I liked it as well and I felt mm-hmm. kind of comfortable with all the scenes and then we went and did it and shot it and Ben Morrison's in it and he's hilarious and he plays the bad guy. Have you seen Cynodopes? Yeah. It's I think so that's fun. the one that Ben was in. It, so it's only four episodes, 15 minute episodes so like it would take you an hour to watch the season. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Okay. Four episode season. That's awesome. It's a lot of fun. I love acting. I might quit at some point soon because what do you, I don't book yeah, a lot of what it. What do but. you consider yourself more? Like are you, you're a comedian first. Comedian first. Mm-hmm. Sam Comedian. 
and then TV host second, mm-hmm. podcaster third. Mm-hmm. That's my things. Jew. I think. And then actor fourth. Jew. Jew. Where does that fall? Jew. I'd put that about ninth <laughs> after Christian, Buddhist, atheist. Okay. Okay. No. But it made Judaism's the top ten. above Christianity because I'm not Christian, but uh, I don't. I, I'm not a very practicing Jew. It's just, you say it's, you're it's a there. cultural Jew. Cultural Jew okay. for sure. Um, I'm proud of it, but just as I don't really buy into it. Proud, but I don't practice much. Are you looking like for a nice? The most chill are you looking religion, for a so nice like Jewish girl? Are you swiping on the J dates and stuff? No, I used J to be swipes? on. I, I used to. I, I used to be on J swipe. In me and Ben Morrison's rap group, Ben's <laughs> one of our lyrics. Literally, I go like, yes. "Mon J swipe," just trying to swipe me a wife. <laughs> so I've been on it in the past, but I'm not on those Jewish. Apps anymore. So did, you, so, did you have much luck on the on swiping for a no, wife? No, never not even at all. Went on a date from these Jewish apps. It's the same like twelve girls on there, and most. But of them I'm sure they would have twelve Jewish girls on yeah. date and the one chick. I should join that one. I you should. Have, yeah. They need a blonde chick. You so. would clean. Are up. they like hoping that like eventually the girls' pictures wear you down? You're like, oh fine, I'm still single. I'll swipe right <laughs> on the same girl now. The eighth time she swung back around. Banana uh, pancakes right I'll, there. Should, I'll be the hottest uh, shiks at your you Seder. Should, uh, you yeah. should try Minder. What's a Minder? Okay. Minder is a Minder, Muslim You got to know that right? about Minder. Yeah, I swear oh, to no, God. Gonna, Minder like is that. a proud sponsor oh, of this look. podcast. We haven't plugged Minder in a while. We if you're listening, it. Minder, if you are you looking for that Muslim love for you? Just can't find him in this crazy city of L.A. Is we this a real in. plug? Uh, yeah, we need to plug him right now. Don't talk over my blood. Uh, <laughs> Minder, Minder is for you. Worked for Zara Ali. She's in a happy relationship. Not right? She of Minder. Swiped. She no, swiped. That, was, uh, that was Coffee Meets Bagel, actually. Okay, you can't plug also the, the competitor during possible. the spot. I'm plugging all of them. We've I'm got plugging, a professional here. I'm plugging love, okay? All right, so. well, we just lost that sponsor. I'm sorry, Mender. Anyway. You're anyway. sponsored by a Muslim dating app? No, we we're not. We're not. We used to we're be, not. but this one goes I'm and trying ruins to get it. sponsored by LaCroix, actually, if they want and, to sponsor and, and, and you get a sponsor by plugging them for free? That's how that works? <laughs> we're, I mean, we're trying everything that works. We just plug works. everything. We just do a podcast like mine, do it for six years and never have a sponsor and do it at a loss every week financially to you there and your you family. Go. Speaking there of you that podcast, would you like to plug it again? It is called Last Week on Earth That's with correct. Ben Glebe. And I you can find that. He summarizes the week, the everything news. from politics to celebrities mm-hmm. to your I, own life. Do you get yeah, personal on I that? do a little bit. I used to start with a personal story every week, but now it's a little more sporadic. But I do. I do get a little personal. The ones I heard, details. you weren't you weren't very personal. Yeah, no, I, I, I do try to share, especially in solo episodes. I'll share things. I've, there have been times and I've shared very personal things on there for sure, but the I don't, solo episodes. Yeah, I do. The narcissism solo. files. No, it's just <laughs> it's a more efficient way to cover the news. No, I, I mean guess he's, we sidetrack into he's a thousand got things. fans. People want to know what he's up to. Yeah, people want to hear the glee. That's right. Baby. Yeah. Bill Burr's solo in his podcast. That's yeah, true. people oh, love that. I, I know a lot that. of people that are solo on their yeah. podcast. Yeah, I know. A lot I think Galea is, is also solo. Galea like. has a podcast. Uh, we we call those episodes. We call those episodes Zarlisle episodes. Yeah, when we have no they're guests. never solo. Oh, just because you two. We're the Zarlisle. We're stuck with each other. Well, that's a very lazy we come, combo we, nickname. We, we come up with Zarlisle. Zarlisle? You think it's lazy? Oh, Zarlisle. Zarlisle. It seems like you're saying Zara Lyle. No, no, it's Zarlisle is pretty good. Yeah, it's Zara and Carlisle. Thank no, you. I don't mind that at all. But um, what do you, you, would you? Are they still called two girls, one guy? They're always called two girls, one guy. That's, un, that's inaccurate. Well, in that case, our guy is our oh. sound engineer. Sound guy. We just make him okay. talk. Yeah, one. that's fine. Yeah, I'm cool with that. We idea. take the guy. So Ben, out of his mouth I want to know how. 
I'm like circling back to the game show stuff because I Circle. find this some fascinating. I hope yeah. people do. I don't know how people don't think game shows are boring as fuck. I'm sure yeah, a lot of people have tuned out by this point, but <laughs> whatever. You. you won your game show. Let me have my moment. Okay? okay. Okay. So how do you, if it's not something that you wanted to do, how did it fall into your lap? Uh, game show network had had a general meeting with them once years ago. It's the only general meeting I think in Hollywood history that led to anything. And then they started putting me on their air sporadically and I would take the work, you know, sporadically, like on a one-off thing. As I a was, host? Yes. They had me host okay. a special for them called Dog Park Superstars 2. I took over for Owen Benjamin who hosted season one of that. And then, um, and I just hosted it real weird because again, I like didn't really think I wanted to be a game show person. So... It was with real dogs in a dog park, and I just had a beard, and I like hosted it real weird. I hosted the, like the dogs were like people, and I did the thing howling into the air as the camera pulled up into the sky, and uh, I thought I'd never hear from these people again. I thought I was so, and then they had me guest host this thing called Dog Parks, uh, called uh, Dog Parks, <laughs> called GSN Live that Bob Guinea, the Bachelor, used to host, mm-hmm. and I did that a couple weeks, and then they had me on D-Ray's show called Mind of a Man. And on the first episode, they got me and Al Jackson and Lonnie Love real drunk. And that sounds like a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. And then yeah. while I'm drunk in the hallway between like acts or whatever, one of the VPs of the network, Barry Nugent, because that's me, and he says, uh, you know, we're looking to find a show for you. And I said, oh, that's great. Thank you. And I thought it was just Hollywood bullshit. And then they called and said, we'd like you to host this conference room run through of a show called Idiot Test. And I met with the producers, and they seemed like cool guys, and the show seemed unique. And I said yes, and I forgot that I said yes. I forgot that <laughs> I because you were drunk at the time. Yeah. Well, no, I wasn't drunk when they made the offer, but I just, I just didn't, I guess, care about it that much, and right. I forgot that I said yes. And I booked a trip to New York to go hang with this girl I was seeing in New York, Ooh. and a, a rare vacation. I was taking a six day vacation. I was not going to work, and then um, all of a sudden, I remembered about it and I'm like shit I already booked this trip should I cancel it and come back or come back for one day in the middle of this trip to go host this run through of you know unpaid run through of a conference room thing and um maybe they gave me like $300 or something like that so what did you do and so I was at Hanukkah dinner at my house Hanukkah we're opening gifts and Eliza Schlesinger was there with my family and I asked everybody what they thought I should do and my mom was like Benny, you always come back for these things and it never leads to anything. Just stay, enjoy your vacation. Mm-hmm. And my dad was like, I'd come back. And Eliza's like, I would totally come back for that. And so I immediately left the dinner and called the producers and I said, is it still available? And they said, it's not. We offered it to somebody else. And then I hear some rumbling in the background. They're like, actually, I don't know if he's said yes to our offer yet. If he hasn't wow. yet said yes, we'll give it to you. Let's call you back. Five minutes later, they call back and they're like, it's yours. And I'm like, dope. Wow. Flew wow. back for 12 hours in the so middle of this trip. It almost slipped through almost your slipped fingers. Through my fingers. And when I did this run through in the conference room, and it was so fire, it was so hot in that room. And I just, I guess I killed it pretty good. I mean, they were roaring in laughter for an hour, and mm-hmm. I like led the game mechanics really well and made it mm-hmm. flow. And I don't know if this has hardly ever been done in like stories or TV history or whatever, but. They picked up 40 episodes just from the conference room run through. No pilot, wow. no short pickup, 40 episodes, season one pickup right from that. And it changed my life and changed my entire trajectory of my career. So it's been. You're a game show prodigy. Yeah, yeah that's basically <laughs> how I'd like it to be phrased. You can even call this episode Game, game Show Prodigy. Show prodigy. <laughs> so you have Eliza Schlesinger and your dad to thank for. I do. 
for your career. And I do. I love. I world. love that she told you. To, I mean, of course, like she's such yeah, a workhorse. Work she her like, work ethic is course, legit real. Yeah, hers is she, legit real. She would always choose work. And I'm missing her wedding in a couple of weeks, unfortunately. Because you have work. Yeah, basically, I'm going to Israel for this like trip. This like, I don't know even how to call this like storyteller's your, trip. Your birthright. It's kind of, kind of like adult birthright to reunion this trip I did last You're year. You're taking it like right. 20 years later. Yeah. Okay, let's call it five years later. Okay. I don't know or why. five years later. Oh. Trying to age me up. Oh, what so you fuck? went late. You went late? You, you didn't do the right after college? I did not birthright ever, no. Right after college like booze cruise birthright yeah, I'm getting old, thing. though. It's true. <laughs> I'm turning 40 in, in two months. I've been very torn about whether to even like, oh talk about goodness. this Oh, my goodness. What? I think you should no. have a huge party. Oh, Wait. that I'm going to do, but huge, I'm just uncertain whether I'm going to say I'm Wait, 40 so what, what have you? what have you done? Have you, like, do you have a Botox guy? Like, because nope. you, you look young. Oh, God bless you. A Botox Yeah, <laughs> like, what's your... Change it from Game Show Prodigy your... to Ben Glebe looks young <laughs> as the name of the podcast. Uh, Nothing, no work who's, ever. Who's, who's we're going to Botox. We're going to do it 90 style. <laughs> That's going to be in parentheses below the title oh, of the good. podcast. <laughs> it's just going to be. <laughs> he looks good. He looks young. Wait, so, like, what did you do? What's your thing? Nothing. I do no things. Do you? We had Kevin Nealon on last time, One and he of my said favorite humans in the world. He says he uses La Mer. It's just it's a, a face. Five hundred dollar. It's face. just a I face cream. I literally use nothing. I don't use moisturizer of any kind. I but just you're a comic. Wash my did face you twice a day? Do you sleep? I don't sleep. You, I what? go to bed at 6 a.m. How is this possible? And I wake up. You know, I, 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 aver- I get between four and eight hours sleep. I probably average about six hours. I just, I don't know. I enjoy life and I'm happy, generally speaking. And I think that keeps your face young. Yeah, being happy. And I just, I, I don't think know. Doing, I think doing what you love. I'm keeps, gifted with the face of a 19-year-old boy. Young. I think like doing does, what we do so. keeps us young because if we yeah, I was were all married. Yeah, I out your age. I didn't know how old you were. Uh, we don't say my age on the I know. Podcast. I didn't say what it was. Um, 27. I, I couldn't believe you were 27. I, I thought you were 21, <laughs> crazy. 22. I know. And to think you're 27, I don't even believe it. I, I would like to see your ID. It's, it's insane. But this is the thing. If we all had two kids and we were married, we wouldn't look like this at all because. Right. It's True. it's Carlisle, a stress thing. It's my brother's balding. Or what's that? Carlisle's just very anti kids. She's very much. I'm very always trying to convince me no, never to get knocked up. No, yeah. okay. You don't want kids, for Carla. you. I definitely don't want kids because I want a career. And if you want kids and that's your thing, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. You only need both those things. Ali Wong is doing both. Ali Wong, I mean, Natasha Leggero, Cheryl sure. Sandberg, leaning yeah, in like a le- motherfucker. Lean in, yeah. But Lean into your vagina. It's a different, and make it's kids a different come out of path it. for us all. I think you have to lean and, into um, a penis. To, right, yeah. yeah. It, I it think sounded it's weird like as different. I said it. <laughs> Lean into a penis. Yeah, yeah. I meant like self-birthing, maybe yeah, reaching yeah, in. Yeah, sure. It's okay. a, you're, you're correct. And I had a flawed analogy, and I'm sorry. Bazara's always like, she always Bizarra? looks at you. <laughs> Bazara's like, our combo name is Bazarlyle. Oh, my goodness. That's a better nickname for y'all. Lil Z is my nickname Lil for her. Z's. Lil Z is always looking at the uh, photos in the halls of this place. We're at the comedy store. A uh, lot of history here. Rinse bowels. A lot of photos on the wall of all the comics, mm-hmm. past, present, future. And she's always like, "What? where are these girls? What happened to this woman? What about, I'm like, she had a baby. She got what married. What happened to a lot of the men, though, she too? They got knocked up. Too. Yeah. It was the same a shit. A lot of the men died, you know? That's so true. it's like, you never know. You Like, leave your legacy in some way, you know? Well, do you want to leave it in your kid or do you want to leave it 
as your career? Both. I'm asking you now. Both. I can do both. It's 2018. Leave me alone. I like um, that. I like your determination. Yeah. She I'm on the fence made... about kids myself. I'm on the fence. But I think well, I, you don't have I to lean worry. towards wanting like, them. You could just. Yeah, no, I'm good. You I'm could a man. be 70 years great. old and knock up a 25-year-old and yeah. you're all good. Well, they but are... men still have to worry about it just because yeah. if I want to ever see my. If I'm going to have a child, I'd like to see him like become an adult and become a success in life. And then yeah. it has to happen somewhat soon. I'm mm-hmm. turning 30 years old very soon. So. Right. <laughs> Wait, I'm like so... Benjamin Button during this podcast. <laughs> you really are, man. God okay, so is is that what happened with Mark Summers? Was he jealous that you were taking away his his youthfulness by joining into the game show game? Like, he's not the young Maybe. game I mean, show guy anymore. He hasn't hosted anymore. a game show in a long time, has he? Uh, not since Nickelodeon. Not yeah. like Double Dare and What Would You Do? Yeah, he's so what more happened? of a TV producer these days. How? Oh, he hosts Food Network stuff. Oh, he does. Okay. Yeah. Good. Like, he's uh, a really nice man. Yeah, so what happened? This me. is our How new he... segment, What's Going On with Mark Summers. Yeah. <laughs> what happened with What's you and Mark going Summers? On with so him? basically, he was a producer on this show called Ultimate Revenge that was hosted by Ryan Seacrest. And it was a revenge hidden camera show. And so I <laughs> set up my best friend Jason on a hidden camera prank to get him back, to get revenge on him for when we were in high school. He. Got me beaten up one night while trying to save him. He was getting beaten up by a guy to fight. I came to save him. The guy starts just pummeling me in the face. Ooh. And then Jason didn't even come to help me. And then oh. and then the guy finally stops. And then we drive off somewhere else. And I get this detail's important. And then I'm getting out of his car, out of the back seat. And he's annoyed. The night went shitty. And I'm annoyed because I got punched a bunch of times. I would think more annoyed. I mean, he got beaten too. But And then... I'm stepping out of Jason's car and he runs me over with his car. He like literally runs over my ankle and then I scream so he breaks the car on my ankle. Ugh. And so I'm like, go forward, get off my ankle. And he's like, no, if I oh go forward, God. I'm going to break it. I'm going to go backwards. I'm like, no, for-. we're arguing while the car's on my ankle. Ugh. He probably did save my ankle by going in reverse instead of going forward. He got off my ankle and so I was pretty pissed about that. And so I uh, set him up for this revenge Wait, you, but your an- your ankle was broken. No, it was not broken at Wait, all. Wait, so you're saying I you're just saying, had a limp for like a week. I was fine. So what? you're saying he knew that if he went in reverse, it would not break your ankle. He realized that because yeah, if it went the all the way, way over, he would have crushed it and probably would have broken pretty I'm easily. But he was just on it like makes, this much. Oh, okay. So it just was like crushing me, but didn't yeah. crunch it all the way. And so he definitely probably you know anyway I probably shouldn't have done this to him with this revenge show, but I did. So. <laughs> I uh, set him up, and I tell him that I got my first big acting role in a movie with Sandra Bullock, <gasps> and that Ryan Seacrest was the director. The first clue he should have known that that was not accurate. When has Ryan Seacrest directed? Zero things. <laughs> and so... This uh, was going to be his directorial debut. Yeah. So we they had us in this big western town, this facade sets, and I asked Jason if he'd come be an extra on the movie to like be there for my big day, and Jason shows up, and they're like... Uh, Jason, one of our actors just quit, and you kind of match the vibe of him. Would you mind having a bigger role? And like, he's like, who would say no to that? Or he's like, of course. Would you mind having a bigger yeah. role? <laughs> yeah, your ego just kicks in. He's not an actor at all, but he's like, fuck, he's like, this CEO, sounds but, real. Right. <laughs> but all of a sudden, he's like, all game. And we just throw him through hell for all day. We're throwing, I'm throwing him through plate, plate glass windows, dunking him in troughs, like all this crazy shit. And then we had this one part that was Corey – we had to do a choreographed fight on the second level of a saloon on the balcony. Mm-hmm. And I had rehearsed it the day before with a stuntman. And so I punched left, punched right. And then instead of punching him to the right or to the left again and knocking him to the you know floor of the saloon balcony, I knock him off. We go over the railing and he thinks he's falling to his death. 
but they had placed under it all these boxes and mattresses and stuff. Well, I fell the day before at rehearsal with a stuntman who knew I was going to knock him off the balcony, and so he fell willingly with me. Mark Summers and company, God bless them, did not realize a human that thinks he's actually being knocked off a balcony to his death will resist and act completely differently. And the rehearsal was worthless. And so I knock him off and he's resisting. I have to use all my force to tackle him off. And we fell way different. And oh. they had these cardboard boxes and he falls and I fall after him head first, aiming down. And I hit the corner of a cardboard box that did not collapse. And my uh-uh. neck just snapped back. <gasps> and... It was the most excruciating pain. I had to finish shooting the thing. They real the hidden camera prank by having Jason being a, a stagecoach with horses that go crazy and run off. Oh and he comes God. back and Seacrest is like, Jason, one last shot. If you could put your ankle under this wagon wheel, like when you ran your boy Ben over. And he was surprised and it was a great reveal, but I got hurt worse than he did. Oh and I had neck issues for a couple of years. I had to see physical therapists. I had to cancel a trip the next day to Mexico. We were going to have a scandalous weekend in San Felipe, and we were driving down a bumpy road to Mexico, and my neck was just being jostled around. Oh, and I'm like, guys, gosh. we got to go to the hospital instead of going to oh Mexico. And I feel bad to this day about that. But So that was pretty negligent. But on did he get part. hurt at all? No, he just, his no. was just like he was, he was put fine. through hell, but he was not hurt so at all. So the lesson is any time you attempt revenge, yeah. you end up hurting yourself it's more than idea. the person. But especially not when it's being produced by the guy who used to make children wade through slime. Yeah. <laughs> At least that's the lesson. Unless you want to go more broad like you did. I wonder, like, he's been through so many of these obstacle courses. Yeah. Would, wouldn't he know, like, safety? You'd think so. You'd think so. Safety and like a good man, like I didn't sue them. I could have probably sued them like crazy. Oh, you totally could have. But, but I, if you I'm did, not, would you have worked? Person. If you did that, would you have worked in this town again? I mean, A, you don't know how things get if out. If you sued B, Ryan Seacrest Productions. It wasn't his production company. Ryan Seacrest, that's true. But my only point being like, yes, that's why I didn't do it. I didn't want to be a troublemaker or a pain in the ass. Right. And, you know, after a couple of years, the pain went away. <laughs> but, you know, I, I wanted the good karma of just realizing it was a mistake and they didn't try to hurt me. And if they're intense, not to, if your intent's not bad, I think you should try to let, you know, yeah, let people do their thing. Those things always end up being so much work, too, on your end. Like, to sue somebody. Yeah, not everyone considered suing them. It, it's just but like, But they may be yeah. releases, you're not going to sue us. And I'm like, yeah, it's all good. Oh, I'm sure they were sweating bullets. I'm sure they were. If Game Show Network or Nickelodeon wanted to do a remake of Double Dare, uh-huh. <laughs> and they came to you to be the host, would you do it? Yeah, I think I think so. It's such a fun <laughs> part of my childhood Yeah, that I would love to host Double Dare. If it shot quick. I don't want to host a game show if it's a year-round shoot. If it's like another quick shoot, I would do that and do other stuff. Mm-hmm. But I would host year-round a game show if it was like a big network game show like Hardwick on the Wall or something. But mm-hmm. even that, they probably shoot block shooting most right. game shows shoot block shooting it's nice what is block shooting you explain do like it five to a day, day. yeah you do like a bunch of day a bunch of day and you can knock it out really quick like that's out. how part of how steve harvey does a thousand shows is like so at that point i'm sorry fast. pardon me this is a rude question but is it like you you're getting paid per show or do they do that because they can get away with paying you a day rate and get five shows out of you rate, but they pay you like per five shows so it's oh, not. Oh, they pay it's you for not block per okay. per week of shows per strip week they call it. Yeah, so it's not. You know, it's definitely not network money. But when you do sixty five episodes, you still make a lot of money. Have you done a lot of commercial nice. acting in your career? Did I've, you ever I, go that route? No, you know, I I did some regional commercials back in the day before I was in the unions, the union, and 
I had a commercial agent for like national stuff for years and I never booked anything. So I gave it up mm-hmm. and I said commercial acting's not for me. It also felt like selling out, whatever. And I went years without auditioning for commercials. And then I had Brian Cranston on my podcast, you know, Walter White from. How did you get Brian Cranston? It's another long story, but Huge basically. Huge Idiot Test fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, you'd be surprised does if he, fans of Idiot Test. A lot of random people. Wear, does he wear um, Food of the Loom tiny In life? <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> ask him to take his pants off. I don't know. That would have been a good question to ask Does him. he just walk around In Hollywood every show and come to podcasts? <laughs> uh, he's the nicest man in the world. He even ended up booking my podcast at one point. Like oh, he got great. me Bob Odenkirk on my podcast after he did it. What? He's the nicest guy get. in the world. But he came into my podcast and came to my old apartment in Hollywood, my one bedroom apartment, and we hung out for two hours. And is during, that where you did the podcast? Yeah, at first. And that yeah for years until I got mm-hmm. my house. And then and in the podcast I played these clips of him in old commercials. He did a bunch of commercials coming up as an actor, mm-hmm. and I said. Did you ever feel like you were kind of selling out by doing any commercial that came your way and you didn't have like the artistic integrity to like not sell out to every brand? And he goes, really, Ben? <laughs> and I go, yeah, it's a legit question. I'm like, that's why he goes, commercials were my lifeblood as an actor. I love those commercials. That's how I made a living. And I'm like, yeah, but you didn't feel like I stopped going on commercial auditions years ago because it felt a little cheap. And he goes. Is that why, Ben? <laughs> Were you booking them? And I go, fair point. I also wasn't booking them ever, so that's a fair point. And he goes, moment of dropping some truth on me, he goes, well, Ben, for your sake, I hope that you never become truly successful. And I hope you keep living in this shithole apartment so we can always say that's the Ben we know and love. <laughs> and the next day, I did two things. I redecorated the fuck out of my apartment, <laughs> got a designer for it, and I got a commercial agent again. And I started going on commercial auditions again, and I've been doing that for the last three years again, or last six years now. Have you been booking Unsuccessfully, zero bookings. A lot of callbacks, a lot more callbacks. I actually put it on pause again for about two years when I had the game show going, and I just redid it, and I'm going on getting callbacks for almost everything. And then not booking them. And it's a waste of my time. So I might go back on but it But callbacks are always uplifting, right? Because it, mm, it, it yes. seems like they you yes. have the look. Yeah. But you your look is just not good enough. <laughs> yeah, they, they know your acting is okay, but then they just go another way. Mm-hmm. But it's not. it doesn't pay no money. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm all about that money. No, I'm not. But with commercial acting, I'm only about the money. I'm not doing that for any artistic reason. I mean, so. that's why anyone does commercial acting. But yeah, it's, for the all, money. it's all shit you money, real, I guess. But I don't need it's the real It's all non-union. No, it's not. The ones I'm going on are all union. Well, the bulk of commercials lately have been yeah, going I just saw that letter non-union. There's you a didn't letter get the, on you Facebook. Did, you didn't get the memo? No, I just saw that. They're Wait, like, are you being sure. serious? Yeah. I don't do Facebook. I just saw a letter on Facebook. It's like, make sure you tell commercials you're on to go union only and always in every brand you work with. Yeah, because they're having a real problem with it. I agree with, with that. I don't, I don't do any non-union acting work. Um, you know, and no, I do no non-union TV or, or film acting work. You know, you, 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 you can't do it. Yeah. But um, once you're in, if you're not in, obviously you take work where you can get it. Mm-hmm. But um, What's your favorite acting role you've had? To date, I mean, Cinedopes was really fun. I really loved doing Cinedopes, but um, it might have been Ice Age. I mean, it's, that's, that's more voice acting, but yeah. uh, Ice Age or The Book of Life. I really love voice acting. I love becoming cartoon. It's really fun. How you did you get into voice in acting? I so, was just doing a set at the improv one night, uh-huh. and 
my now commercial agent, Maureen Rose, was in the audience and came up to me afterwards and she was like, I love your voice. You have a really unique, weird voice. Mm-hmm. Do you want to come in and meet with me? And she signed me. And she's such a sweetheart. My dad's always had a dream of being like a host or an actor or a TV announcer or whatever. And I just introduced them at the improv you many, you know, eight years after signing with Maureen. And he just signed, she just signed him. As so my dad right? is doing awesome. voiceover He's auditions He's going to get to live now. out his dream. Oh, I know. We're That's trying. Amazing. I'm trying to help him with these auditions. He's doing good so far, but so far no no bites, but it takes a while. You know, yeah. I've auditioned awesome. for thousands of, of voiceover auditions and I've booked like eight of them. So how did you, so you, you got into it and then after that, how long did it take to book Ice Age? Pretty quick. I got Ice Age. I think she signed me and I probably within a year, a year and a half booked Ice Age. And I, I booked in my first like three years of voiceover, a lot of stuff. And then it's been kind of dry for the last couple of years in, in the voiceover. You think your voice isn't in right now? No, I guess it's not. Very, Are they looking no, for ethnically it's diverse very, voices? It's very competitive because everybody has these great microphones now. And mm-hmm. everybody's doing voiceovers for really cheap out of their home. And I'm so busy. I'm doing a lot of them from my home. And for a while, I was doing them on, on my phone even without even like mm. being in my booth because I'm on the road or in an airport. I'm doing voiceover auditions between announcements and shit. So <laughs> that's part of it. But I don't know. Whatever reason. I mean, I did a... I voiced a robot in this web series called Erica and El Rey. It's on YouTube as well, like a year ago. So it's not totally done, but you know I haven't been doing a ton of it lately. Um, so there's that. But stand up will always be my first love, and that's the one thing. As, How long now have you been a stand up? It's my 18th year, and I just found an audio cassette of my first time I ever did stand up. Mm-hmm. Audio that was cassette in college, yeah. Whoa. That tells you <laughs> <laughs> that reaction was amazing. <laughs> Your minds were blown. Um, and that was the first time ever before I like became a stand-up like, regularly. That was in 1997, 21 years ago. First time I ever did a set. So what was your reaction to listening to that audio? I can't find an audio cassette player to play it. <laughs> I, I have one. I put it in for a second, but it's like, all messed up. There's nothing at your parents' house? There's no like old like, to get, like, ripped up. I need, stereo I need to get transferred to digital. Yeah, that's, that's why I won't watch any of my old But I know I did VHS not get laughs tapes. that first set. Yeah, I just had a bunch I'm, of VHSs transferred to digital. I'm scared it's going to rip in the machine. I you know? know. If you take it to a professional company, they'll, they'll be all right with it. Because there's a lot of comedy gold oh i bet from my, VHS. From my childhood vhs would you say you're funnier then or no uh, i think i peaked then actually you peaked back then. like if we would have had all this instagram and youtube and all that back then i would have had a channel at the age of like five you know like i was just so into mm. and the, the funniest thing was is like we didn't even own a video recorder we borrowed a camcorder from a friend of my dad's for like <laughs> we borrowed it for like eight years. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, all of my family's it was home so movies. Exciting. Remember they used to be huge too. Yeah, it was huge. We had the one. It was a video camera that the video camera had to plug in with the cable into. Literally, you take part of our VCR out that would play the tape. What? You take the full VHS yeah. tapes, and it was on. A, you have to carry it on a shoulder pack mm-hmm. and put the VHS tape in it. And all of our home movies, ninety percent of the audio you hear. While you see our family in the snow or at the beach, is my dad going, Is it recording? Stop it. You're messing it up. Ronnie, get away. Ben, you're me- is it recording? Is it moving? Is the thing turning? Yeah, Dad, it's turning. Have a little faith and let us have a family moment. Jesus. I just found a bunch of them and he still does. He's like, Stop it. I will not give you the camera. 
<laughs> you're a young child. <laughs> but like, it is the greatest that you can just always go on the road. No matter what work comes and goes, you can always go on the road and make money. Do you think you'll up. always do it? Always. I will never stop doing it. Till the day you die. Yeah. I would love to do stand up like the week before I die. Not the day. Mm-hmm. I'd like to take the last week off. <laughs> you know? You, you want to do it, Joan Rivers? <laughs> Yeah. Did she take Don Rickles? Did she take a week off? I doubt that. No, I like. I'm pretty sure she was performing, and then she just went into surgery yeah, yeah. a couple oh, days right. later. She and went into the. She was she was working till the till the end. I mean, that's a pretty good way to go. Yeah. Go too. She yeah. was 150 years old and still died of like a procedure. Yeah. Just to probably make herself look better. Like she didn't even die of old age. Yeah. That's the way. Totally the way they go. I've gotten a lot of surgeries for my face. I just don't use creams. It wasn't a surgery like that. <laughs> oh, it was so you a had work done? Her voice. I have not had work done. It was, work a, done. it was a throat thing for her voice, I think. Will you oh, ever, really? Will you ever admit to getting work done? I would. I'd be honest with whatever I did. I do have to probably fix my tooth. I chipped my tooth recently, and uh, it's not ideal. Did you chip your holes. tooth on your kazoo? Ha <laughs> <laughs> Kazoo life always. Oh Hashtag goodness. kazoo life. We're so for our listeners... <laughs> Ben, Carlisle, and I were out we're dancing. Uh, dancing at a club, <laughs> and they played Blow the Whistle, mm-hmm. the hip-hop song, and Ben takes out his kazoo and yeah. just starts blowing the kazoo. On, on, the, on, on the whistle parts. <laughs> Listen, I mean, I, I always come prepared. I'm actually very disappointed in myself. I don't have my kazoo right now. I always what? have it. How? Oh, like, where so did you're not always from? prepared. Where, where did it come from? What? Why was, were you carrying a kazoo? I'll explain. It's a beautiful <laughs> story. My rise to stardom in the kazoo world. <laughs> I never played a kazoo in my life. I was at a comedy club in Buffalo, New York, a year and a half ago or so, okay. and I was drunk and high. Chad Zumach was there with me, featuring for me. And Shout out to Chad. I was drunk and high after a show. Mm-hmm. I just got. And just hanging out at the bar. Everybody's gone. How and are you high? Because it's not legal in Buffalo. And you can't travel with it. How was I high? No, but like... Did, people get even, weed in every city in the I know, but is it good in very Buffalo? Easily? It was great. It was <laughs> really? Fine. Yeah. Okay. It was totally fine. I mean... Yeah. I didn't know they get good weed in Buffalo. You can get weed. Get, we didn't have to be good to smoke it <laughs> okay. and to get high. All right. All right. You need to be the world's best high. Plus, I was drunk on top of this. I wasn't like focusing on the aspects of it. You know, I was just Got doing it. it. Yeah. Have you ever smoked weed? Or is yes. that against your Muslim she's, roots? No. She's not, she's not a pothead, exactly. But you not smoke a, weed sometimes? Occasionally. Occasionally? Yes. Not like Carlisle who's smoking weed constantly? <laughs> like holidays, birthdays. Carlisle pauses you know? smoking weed to smoke more weed. <laughs> It's on. I've never seen something like this. It's unbelievable. And then she's like, "I'm high. I don't know what I'm saying." And I'm like, "Yeah, but then just slow down on the weed." You're like, I know, but I love it. It's an unreal. That, that is a cycle. great Carlisle impression. Thank actually, you. cutting all this Thank out. You. It's a horrible. It's not impression. as good as Nikki Glaser's Carlisle impression. Though. Oh my god, Nikki Glaser has a great really good Carlisle, Carlisle impression. <laughs> like sometimes I listened to you on her show the other day, and I couldn't sometimes tell if it was her talking or you talking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I start, they had a kazoo behind the bar. It was actually a Garfunkel and Oates kazoo. And both friends of mine, lovely people. I didn't know they had kazoo as merch. I guess they don't. I okay. guess they do. And I probably okay. should make some too because I'm a kazoo guy now. And so I borrowed the kazoo and I couldn't even make sound come out of it. And within 10 minutes, I had mastered the instrument. 
<laughs> so actually, that's, that's the real prodigy. You, you have a whole, that's all you need. That's you've true. started this whole yeah. kazoo life yes. hashtag. Yes. Are you the inventor of this? Yes. Nobody was doing kazoo life. Is this a legit thing? Kazoo life? Go on his Instagram. Stop it. He's got it. Oh, my goodness. life. So I realized, like, I'm a beautiful kazoo player. Like, I really connect to the soul of the instrument. So you're a game show prodigy, a kazoo prodigy. Game show prodigy, gifted kazoo son, (laughs) son of the kazoo, wizard of the kazoo, as Craig Robinson called me, the wizard of the kazoo. Okay. And so so I started doing it all the time, and I created this, like, storyline on my Instagram stories where wherever I go around the country to stand up, I also do kazoo shows. And I will get on stage with bands. I'll get up on stage with DJs at clubs. I'll do kazoo on stage during my stand-up back. People will request it from me in the crowd. And I'll sometimes give them little kazoo moments, you know what I mean? And, um, <laughs> and I'm real good. And so, like, already twice, one time Craig Robinson and I did 20 minutes on stage in the Improv Lab, him on piano, me on kazoo, like, I was mash-ups. there for this. You were there for that? Yeah. Oh, so you are you know about yeah, the kazoo life then. but I... I, and then Tiffany know. Haddish and, and Craig and I recently did it on stage of the improv at my, my, my <laughs> Ben Glieben friends. Twenty minutes of us doing music. I don't, I don't music. think she noticed it as much as she did when when she saw it How in, you your, in your it? real in your real life. Okay. Was when it really stood out to her. But like okay, when you see comics on stage, you're like, all right, yeah, they're, they're doing comics doing their, they're, they're, they're doing their they're doing thing. thing. But it's I different. I know <laughs> that it's like a part of your life. Yes, it is. Well, like, I, realized, I think it's part of what broke it, my girlfriend and I up. She hated my kazoo playing. Break it out on the dance. She would hide my kazoos. She would hide my fucking kazoos. Many, you can't hide a man's kazoo. How many kazoos do you have? Oh, I got a lot. I got a lot. I got thin ones that fit in your pocket easily. I got classic ones. But how got, is this not your merch? I bought an electric merch. one. Didn't work. This it's has got to be your merch. Only because I'm afraid. I also have one that has a horn. It's like an amplifier on it. I'm afraid that people are going to start kazooing during my show. Right, That's right. the only reason why I don't want it to be merch. You don't want to kazoo over any of that comedy gold that's, that's coming out of my, that my whole point, yeah. But I just had Mitch maybe... Wood's legendary jazz pianist show up as a surprise at the end of my show what? at Cobb's in San Francisco, and he's on piano and I'm on kazoo, and we did a bunch of songs together. Whoa, that's amazing. That's a moment. Yeah, so I realized you know, there's so much competition in TV and acting and hosting and stand-up. You know there's not a lot of competition in? Kazoo, kazoo life. life. Kazoo, kazoo life. life. No one plays the kazoo, so it's easy to climb to the very top of that of that industry. It's just you. I'm one I become one of the so, best and most famous kazoo so, players. So on Earth how about no tomorrow? How about tomorrow instead of masturbating all uh-huh. day, order these kazoos. Let's get on this big no, bleed merch. Don't you think people are gonna be gonna be buzzing them <laughs> at my shows? No, I think you they'd think respect your comedy. Would? I think uh, if you give you them do, a rule, you could pull a Chappelle right. and you could have everybody lock up their kazoos Maybe before in a box. I already sell enough random merch items. That's very funny. Do a kazoo box. Yeah, kazoo box. I already you sell enough random. I, I sell random ass items I buy at Walmart after my shows. And <laughs> what I do are... drawings of my audience as well. So I, I'll sell blank hats. I sell denture cream, toothpaste, toothbrushes. <laughs> yeah, I'll sell greeting cards. How would you feel about before you leave here? Begleber necklaces. I got the Begleber mm-hmm. necklaces and earrings available. How would you feel about before you leave here, do our portrait? I wouldn't want to do us? that. Do you have 20 bucks on you? Because I only still do them for $20. You do it for $20? Yeah, yeah, those yeah. little drawings? Yeah, it takes me a long time. It takes me about two, three, four minutes to do those. Oh, okay. No, I'll draw you all for free because you're all dear two, friends. two, three minutes is worth $20. I'll, I'll draw you all. I'll be happy to draw you all. Oh, that's so sweet. We, Tip's we optional. If you want to tip me afterwards, up to you. <laughs> we <laughs> might use that so for So I the... have a question on the kazoo I'll draw you all for free, okay? Are there other... Um, just like title this, what we're talking about, you know? Are there other gifted kazoo... Have you met other... No, Kazoo I'm the best there is folks. in the country and maybe the world at kazooing. <laughs> if I met others, no. No one tries to bring it out around me. I met one guy at a party in New York, pulled my kazoo out, 
And then I was at a house party, and he goes, oh, I used to carry a kazoo around. And he's dating a girl that I used to, like, like. And I wanted to kill the guy. <laughs> like, no one else carries a kazoo. Oh my he's goodness. like, I did. I'm like, don't ever say that. So to me why again. did your, why did this girlfriend break up with you well, over the you're kazoo? Well, you making a lot of assumptions. No, you said that you was part of what led to our downfall. Okay. I didn't say what were the other? She things? broke up with me over the kazoo. <laughs> what were the other things? So the kazoo had she something said, to do with it. She said, take these kazoos and get out of here. <laughs> and she threw a big pail of kazoos out into the yard. <laughs> a pail and, of kazoos. And, and he was scrambling. That, that's where he you store your kazoos with, with the pail. You store kazoos and pails? What's the proper storage technique for a kazoo? I don't like know the answer to that. But I did almost choke on the filter of one of them. On, on the, it's on my Instagram on the Tiffany Haddish Kirk Robinson video. Um, I, I got so into it, I inhaled, and the kazoo, the filter went into my mouth and was caught in my throat. I coughed it up. I survived, and I ended the show. Nobody even noticed. But you can see it on the Instagram pretty clear. I'm I, inviting uh, Ben Glebe to every party from now on. So, so he shows up with a kazoo. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, you know, you need to get some kind of a but, item, like a tambourine or something that's an idea mm. my girlfriend was my ex-girlfriend was into the kazoo at the beginning she would indulge it on the instagram story she presented she pretended to be one of my kazoopies in my videos <laughs> she'd follow me around <laughs> she would like make out with me in like instagram videos because she like loved my kazoo work and it was beautiful and then we had videos where we would like actually break up because i loved the kazoo more than her but then it started to like imitate life she would hide my kazoos and she's Aww. like in real life can you please not she literally asked me to stop playing the kazoo after midnight She's like, can you not mm. play the kazoo after midnight? And I thought that was unreasonable. I think that's a reasonable kazoo curfew. No, but I mean, if it, if, if, <laughs> if that is Listen, if you want to be part of that kazoo universe, you can't put limitations on it. It's a kazoo life. It's not a kazoo hobby. Hashtag kazoo life. <laughs> you understand. You guys get it. I can't. You guys get it. Two girls, one guy, one, one kazoo. kazoo. <laughs> Two girls, one kazoo. Slash game show prodigy. Slash wizard of the kazoo. Slash he looks young. We got so many. It's, Parentheses. It's, it's a working title. Oh my goodness, Ben Glebe. So if if you were to recommend a merch item or for Carlisle, for Carlisle, weed. Just sell weed after. <laughs> no one's done that. No one's done that. Sell weed after your shows. Got that dime bag. Or you know what else? Yours could, uh, could be Carlisle. You could auction off the ability to like just get one high priced item. Get people to whoever like pays like a thousand dollars, you'll break your sobriety and drink with them. <laughs> That's another idea. Do you not talk about Car- that on the podcast? Carlisle's very serious uh, about her sobriety. I think uh, oh, you're, you're pretty impressive with it. Yeah, well, I've tried to tempt you with a drink or two, and you don't. She cannot not, be tempted. Oh yeah, I don't even. Yeah. I don't even want to drink anymore. That's but, crazy. But maybe you know, after this show's been around for ten years, we'll do a relapse <laughs> on your we'll ten year a, on your tenth episode. We'll do a relapse episode for sure. We'll then, bring you back I with your that. with like your kazoos. Your merch item should be a burka, maybe or yeah, um, a burka. Sell a burka, but Stay like a fun burka, like one of those like ones that don't cover everything. Oh, okay, you know, like a burka that says "nasty woman." Yeah, oh, there. That's pretty okay. funny. I like that. All right, that, that's like that's that. a good idea. I was that's thinking so one like merch. you know one that you could draw on maybe. Yeah. Ooh, know. okay. Maybe like a white burka. Why is that always black? Like it's still covering your body. Why can't it be a different color? Yeah. I've seen different For color ones. They also have. You burkinis. look like a ghost if you're wearing a white. Yeah, burka, that's I guess. true. So, or with like know. just like your your like hashtags, your website on it. Yeah, it's a great promotional tool. It's a great idea, and then Possibly. like yeah, and then like end your act always be being like also yeah. you whores like stop showing so much body. <laughs> 
We got burkas available in all sizes. I mean, if I ever want the Taliban to find me, you know, that's a great... Or a great way for them not yeah. to find you. You're hidden under a burqa and everybody else is. It'd be easy to but escape. If I, if, but be if very it's going to be hashtag burqa for Zara, I think they're going to look it up mm-hmm. eventually, you know? That's a good point. Yeah. I take it back. I, maybe you should also sell weed. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> hashtag I, I don't know your act well, well the, enough the ca- to know. The, the kazoo is taken, so I got to yeah, figure something else out. Berserka. Well, gonna, Just a berserka. Sort of cease and desist the Garfunkel knows and ask them to stop selling it as well. They were first, but I've really taken it to new heights. Do they know this all stemmed from their kazoo? I don't know if they know that either. We're not close friends. I haven't talked to them. I was at Ricky's birthday recently, but I have not, I have not seen Kate in a while, so I don't know. Mm. I don't know. So, Ben Glebe, you've said it all. Have nah, I? he hasn't. But I do. This is one, <laughs> one thing I want. Okay, one more thing. Who's oh. your Who's your crew? Like, so you came, I'm sure you came up with a group of comedians that you were friends with, uh-huh. right? Like, who's who's your comedy crew? Well, strangely, like, the people I came up with are not, like, the people I, like, really, like, play all the shows with are not my, like, closest buddies. I realized mm-hmm. in a way that, like, maybe kind of depressed a couple years ago that, like, I wasn't ever spending time hanging out with comedians as much as I want to. I would come in and out of clubs, and luckily all my close friends from college, my fraternity brothers, all moved to L.A., so I would hang with them when I would socialize, mm-hmm. and then... Um, but then I started to like spend more time in a concerted effort to hang with comics. And so Eliza, even though I'm older than her, but, but Eliza is a dear, dear friend of mine. Uh, and then like, and Ben Morrison's been a friend for a long time, even though I'm also, I've been doing it longer than him. And we only, he only entered, you know, the LA scene later in the Chris Porter. Mm -hmm. Um, one of my close friends, Brad Williams, Tone Bell, that's our crew a little bit. People like that are my are my friends, and then also close friends of mine, Jade Cotapreta and Stephanie Simbari and Justine Marino. But they're all mm-hmm. younger than me and like are newer in stand up than me. But they're just my good buds. Um, and uh, you know, but like I came up with like even though the guys that are older than me are like Jeff Ross, who I've always loved. We've been friends for you know eighteen years basically. Have you roasted like anyone? That. Has Jeff Ross? Yeah, did you ever do the roast whole yep. world? You I'm undefeated in the roast battle. Really? Yep. One and O. Oh. One and O. Oh. So who, <laughs> who did you roast? Julian McCullough took him down. All right. I could see that happening. And then I've judged the roast battle as well. I'd like to do that again soon. Is that online somewhere? I don't know the answer. Did they put them online? No, they don't. I don't know, I don't know if, if they, they live online for very long. If he did it live, then probably not. Oh, right. I was pretty yeah. I was pretty psyched about it. No, I didn't do the Comedy Central show, but um, I like I liked that whole world a lot. Um, yeah. You know, our little Z here is uh, not undefeated. No. <laughs> What's your I, I'm, I'm tied right now. What's your record? Oh, are you I'm, tied? I'm two and two. Two and two, nice. Yeah. Wait, okay. what did I miss? What, do you what mean? did I miss? What do you mean? You were there. You were there for all of them. You lost to Katrina and Tom. Yeah. And the <laughs> Tom one, Tom sucked real bad. Yeah. Tom Whalen. Yeah. and Tom Whalen. I shouldn't have lost that one, but I did. And then you won... Which two? I won against BJ because his name's BJ. That's um, crazy. Yeah. And then er- Eric? Eric Ebenante. I don't know. She wants to give no airtime to the people. That no. <laughs> that beat her. Some, Bitter, some huh? dude Bitter. named BJ. <laughs> no, no. I, I won against BJ those Novak? two. Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, it was, part it of was my BJ crew. Novak. Tiffany's part of your we crew? We came up together. You know, we came up together, been friends for 20 years. So you, Adam Hunter. People like that. Oh, Adam's great too. Uh, so with Tiffany, I have a question. Uh, so a lot of people are saying this, and you've been friends with her for a long time. Long time. Did this? Because for a lot of Butch people, it, se- it seems like it came out of nowhere. 
right? But she's been working and she's been amazing for a long time. One of the biggest hustlers. She works so hard. Yeah, absolutely. So do you feel like at some point she was just like catapulted? I mean, it just happened recently. She's just been preparing it. She's been like had a whole plan. She had her book ready to go. She had all of her plan. You know, she ready is not a joke. It's Mm -hmm. her like slogan, like she ready. You know what I mean? Like I just posted even like on my Instagram, like I don't even remember like just when she had... Maybe when Girls Trip was like about to come out or something, it was. Mm-hmm. What, she did something before that. I don't remember what it was, but like I posted on my Instagram, me and her hanging out at the improv parking lot. And I was like, I'm so proud of my friend Tiffany. Like, she's been hustling for so long. She's one of the sweetest humans, one of the sweetest people ever. And then she just blew up. Girls Trip came out, changed her life. And then SNL and her last unicorn, her book. Y'all should mm-hmm. check it out. And like, she's just in her new show, The Last OG. She just like, fire, 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 fire. Yeah. Um, You know, hanging out with Beyonce and shit. <laughs> Beyonce made it a rule. Yeah, sign need- an NDA. Yeah, sign an NDA. <laughs> I don't know why Tiffany had to burn that bridge so quick, but you know, she's probably not getting invited any more parties, but from Jay Z or Beyonce, I'd imagine. Yeah, but um, but it's okay. Tiffany's being invited to several other parties. Yeah, no, so Tiffany's the greatest fine. man. She's really sweet person, and I wish her all the success. She's the best. She's gonna do my podcast soon. We already discussed this. That is awesome. Excited. Well, Ben, I think you're you're one of the best. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for being here. <laughs> My pleasure. Thank you. It's and been if, a lot of fun. If you would like to teach us kazoo lessons, it's at hard. Some point. Something you just either innately have or you don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know if you have it, Z. Man, I mean, you never know until you try. You got a Z in, name, on in the so kazoo world nice. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were promoting kazoo life, and now I'm I mean, like, I don't being know that I want others to try. I want others just to follow my kazoo. He, life. I don't want them to like, come and join. He wants to be the master. I, am, I, want... I am afraid that everybody will be the master very quickly as well if they try. <laughs> I don't want anybody to try. There's another reason I probably don't want to sell them. I'm going to get a lot of right. competition now in the kazoo That's world. That's true. But um, I want to find out what my kazoo is going to be. You know, you got to find you that. Have you have your gotta, kazoo. Yeah. She has her weed. That's I don't know what you got to find. <laughs> my, my <laughs> maybe your kazoo is losing at roast battles. I don't know what it is. <laughs> maybe, you're, maybe your kazoo is not fucking Tone Bell. I don't know what your <laughs> thing is going to be, but maybe it's one of those. Holla. Oh, my um, goodness. Tone t- Bell next week's episode. Right? Oh, man. Can I plug something? Sure. Please. Absolutely. I want people to watch my Showtime special. They only have rights to it for another two months. Oh, so oh. it's called Neurotic Gangster. You can get it on demand. Yeah, My Neurotic Gangster. On Showtime. Perfect. And uh, just follow me titled. on Twitter and Instagram because I'm doing Instagram stories all day and I'm tweeting all day. So someone's got to see it. Otherwise, I'm, I'm I'm wasting my time. Go follow Ben Glebe. Get them kazoo videos plus others. Awesome. Thank you for having me. It's been a really great time. Thank, Thank you, you ben. for being here. I enjoyed it so much. Thank you. Let's never end the outro. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep it going. Just keep, Just keep it going. going. This is when you should have your kazoo. So you could have played us out. It would have been beautiful.